Ready? Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. They call three. me the rump shaker. Check, baby, everybody yeah. beating the can. You know it. Making up you words beyond this point because I don't know the lyrics. Just know the flow. My name isn't Randy. I like to be dandy. <laughs> I like to eat candy. Bubblegum and or taffy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast, episode 35-2. We're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm the Rub Shaker. Yes. I'm sweet of the kid. Yes. Also Pernil. Also, that's Pernil. Every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations, and we shake our rump shakers. That's right. For those who are like, what the heck are these guys <laughs> talking about? It's an off-90s early rap song. And why someone's like, well, actually, Pernell was more of a 99 rap song. You're incorrect. All I want to do is VGM, VGM, right? Just play the tunes. <laughs> all I want to play, all I want to do is play the VGM in your eardrums. Just play the tunes. So between down. between last week and this week, you, you've you crossed the coasts. You met um, a listener and fellow podcaster in arms. That's right. Martyrus. Martyrus. That's Martyrus. pretty awesome. Martyrus. Martyrus. He's like, I've heard it both ways. I'm jealous. I don't get to meet any other podcasters other than Ed and Mike and Justin. And that, I mean, you've only met one more than me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've only met one more than you. I mean, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> There's so many other people out there. We got to meet them all. Meet them all. New new, new Patreon goal. We'll, we will come to your town. <laughs> I love how it's like, if you give us $5 for six months, Pardo will buy a $600 plane ticket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get a plane ticket. We'll come to your town. We'll rent a bouncy house, <laughs> especially a bouncy house. Yeah, we're gonna bounce all over that house. What do you say too? Because <laughs> there was a bouncy house where I was. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was a. Bouncy there better have been a bouncy house. Unfortunately, I'm too fat for bounce houses now, which makes me very sick. I was gonna say tall, but both technically. No, nah, I don't think. Yeah, it's just tall. Just tall. Well, I'm tall, which in turn has a lot of weight to get passed around these body parts. So <laughs> it adds up and. Like, I'll tell stories a little later, but this is one that I didn't intend to bring up during the show with my layout here. I'll get to that in a second. But So I've discovered over the last few times I've stayed with people who had air mattresses that I can't sleep on air mattresses anymore because yeah. my body is too heavy for them. Mm. And I always wake up with my butt on the floor. Yeah, I, I we went to visit um, Ed from the VG Embassy. We we were going to – he offered for us to stay at the embassy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the embassy would have been a couch – the couches I can do, depending on I how wide the couch is. Because my old man body says, "No, sir." Yes, yeah, with that. Sometimes it's hard to lay sideways. Yes, but if I can, I do. But otherwise, I'll just do that thing where I lay on my back and my legs go over the couch arm. It's just like this weird, like it's almost like a two by four hanging off somebody's couch. There but was it's pretty um, funny and somehow comfortable. There was a, a ages ago, a lifetime ago, for now. So 24 or five years ago, uh, there was the Akira re-release mm-hmm. in the theaters. Yes. It was a huge deal. It was like 98 or 99. And they were playing it in New York City. So me and all my friends, we got together. And we, we went to New York City. And we got a hotel room outside of the city in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And we told them, yeah, sure, there's only two of us. And of course, we opened... We get the keys, we go to the room, and we open the back door, and like, you know, 10 of us come into the room. And so <laughs> half of us are sleeping in the closet, on the floor, in the bathtub. Those were the days when you I, I, could do those things. Yeah, I slept on the floor, and I woke up okay. The kid who slept in the bathtub, I don't think he's all right anymore. No, I almost had that, but instead I chose, I wasn't there, but similar scenario. Mm. I chose to sleep in the sliding door closet instead. Ooh. So I got in the closet, yeah. and closed the door from the inside. I was like, good night. 
and then woke up. Good morning. I pulled the door out. <laughs> That's still probably one of my favorite sleeping scenarios. Good morning. Yeah, I remember we opened the closet door and a guy actually fell out. Oh, wow. Yeah. He did a cocoon. Yeah, I'm like, he's going to be hurting the next day because we went and saw the movie. And then the next day we stayed um, and we went to, we went to look for um, Chinatown Square. Okay. Is it Chinatown Square? New York. New York. Yeah, yeah. We went to see uh, Chinatown Fair. Yes. Chinatown Fair is when we went to the arcade because they had King of Fighters 2000, 2002? King of Fighters 2000? It must have been King of Fighters 2000. That yeah, tells you 90s. That tells you how long ago it was. 2000. <laughs> well, you know, they always gave those like a year or two in advance. It was like, hey, and it was like, the future is here. And I was like, wow, Chinatown Fair, we're finally here. There's like, all these awesome games, and there's like no one there because it was the middle of the day. And um, and we saw the machine, and I'm like, wow, this is the first machine. I've never seen this before. And like, and it's, it was literally the like junkiest, jankiest machine they, they could have had because no <laughs> one played King of Fighters. So it was just kind of sitting there in the corner and like the joystick didn't really work. And I'm like, but you made the best of it. I made the best of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this was before like GPS stuff. So we, we, I remember wandering around Chinatown trying to find this arcade. It was terrible. We yeah. Were, we were I, there all day long. And I had been to that arcade once in my life. Mm. So I know how hard it was to find. It was like on like this weird street that hooked around. Yeah. It was like a, like a, the basement of one of the buildings. <laughs> yeah. It was weird there, but I liked it. It felt very underground. It was oh yeah, very much so. Which is probably why like the the, the Street Fighter games that went on there were probably like fabled, you know, because it was just everyone's yelling at each other and getting all excited. Oh, and money was on the table. Oh yeah, the same thing at um in Dunnelin at uh, eight on the break, which is still there and kicking, which is I love to see. Still having them break steaks. Yep, they had the the deep fried Oreos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See now I'm hungry. I want to go back. I, they still have. They still have. Um. We'll get to the show, I'm sure. That eight on the break in Donnelly, New Jersey, they still have on the wall, as you walk in, always the newest DDR machine was in the front. Uh-huh. At the, right at the big, you walk it was in. on the left, right before there you was always, the stairs. Yeah, there's always like air hockey, and then like games, 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 games. And then there was, yeah, then there was the machine, and then to the left were stairs, and you go up the stairs, and there was a countertop for like their, um, like the breaks, like the cheesesteaks and stuff. And back then, change machine. But now it's a Step Maniacs machine there. And then to the right is, I think, their ITG machine. And then to the left is a pump machine. There's, it's full of rhythm games now. But what they have now, or what they've had then, mm-hmm. way back when, when we used to go to tournaments, they had these giant poster board, like homemade poster board things of tournaments. And people took Polaroids of like of the people at all these tournaments. It's still there. Every it? single one. Every single one is still there. I wonder if there's any pictures of us on that. I have no idea. I'm really curious. I used to go. We used to go and do these um, these long tournaments, and then I would find Dollar Bill, and then we would go to a dive bar like a block away. Mm-hmm. And there, I swear, it felt like we were like these kids, and, masquerading as adults. Yeah, and there's all these people there, and like who were like smoking and wearing flannels, like they just got off work at like the factory, like right the mines, and they're looking at us like. Who is children? And like dollar bills, like they're like wearing his like black fedora, you know. <laughs> like, like we're technically in our twenties. I'm like, I know his name is Bill, but we call him Dollar Bill. Oh yeah. Yes, we will leave now. <laughs> hey, he's already he's still a hero in my book. I don't know what he's doing or if he if he committed some kind of crime or whatever, but he'll always be a hero in my book. I'll never forget that guy. He saved my butt in a blizzard. Um. Oh, he gave you a ride? Gave me a ride from Crystal City to Wilmington. Wow. In a blizzard because we were stranded in this hotel. It was uh, people who don't know what I'm talking about. If you're just oh, oh by, by the way, this is all thematic. Our theme today is traveling. It's traveling. Though I kind of did a little bit of a monkey wrench on the theme because I always do. My travel music is basically related to my trip. 
Oh, so, oh my, my travel music is all about travel and traveling, uh-huh. which is two different things. That's right. No, it's traveling two. is when you dribble and then hold the ball when you take three steps. Yeah. Also known as anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but just like um give me a like look up Cat Snow Con. Um, if you're curious about what I'm talking about, because I'm pretty sure there's still documentation on it. Where oh, it was the basically cat- it, it was a the Casucon where everyone got snowed in by a really bad blizzard that was unprecedented oh, for the time. I remember you telling me about that. I didn't realize it was Dollar Bill who gave you the ride home. Yeah, because he basically the hotel was starting to kick people out, which was kind of illegal, but they didn't care. People were like shacking up like 10, 12 to a room because people couldn't afford to stay there anymore. Yeah, but they also couldn't go anywhere because again, blizzard. Uh, but Dollar Bill was like, I have a truck. It can handle the snow. I don't care. So he offered to give me a ride home, and I offered, I asked if he could take my other friends home to Baltimore on the way, and he was really kind because he didn't know them at the time. He was like, sure, no problem. So he gave my friends rides home to Baltimore, and he dropped me off in Delaware before he went back up to North, North Jersey. Uh-huh. So I was like, that guy is a friggin' hero. I don't care what anybody says about him. If he ever hears this or if anybody that hears this knows him, Dollar bill saved my tuchus. You never know. Like he might think, what's what are what's what are these Robin Purnell guys up to nowadays? And he'll find us on Facebook, and he'll immediately find the podcast, and he'll be like, "Wow, he's talking about me." <laughs> that would be pretty hilarious. <laughs> and it's a nice thing too. Um, anyway, so it's, it's all about travel. You did a lot of traveling recently. Yes. Yeah, so I traveled out west. So I almost wanted to call the episode "Purnell Goes West" like Fievel. Um, <laughs> Purnell goes west, or Journey to the West, like some Goku. <laughs> uh, but uh, how the West was Purnelled. <laughs> West was Purnell. Yeah. But yeah, I drove to the West to visit um, friend and listener Mike Myers and uh, also ultimately ended up visiting Martyrus because of, coincidentally he was also in the general area. And it was just a good trip. So I ended up choosing tracks that were associated with elements of the trip and I'll mm-hmm. pretty much gab about that because That's I great. feel like this is a good excuse for a storytelling episode. Yeah. I like telling stories. Kind of already like telling stories now. So. Oh yeah. yeah. So if anybody's listening to this is like, crap, another Purnell story episode, I'm sorry. Also, <laughs> yay. Uh, also, you know, it's, you know, you strap in. This is what we're in for. <laughs> but, but this is an even-numbered episode. Uh, even numbers is where I start the show. Um, we talked about this. We started getting into it. It's where you travel with the ball. And if you dribble again. What, you actually went with that? If you dribble again. That's, that's traveling. A, that's a double dribble. <laughs> double dribble. Double and, dribble. And for some reason, like that weird, I feel like a double dribble in a professional game you never see. <laughs> You'll never see it ever, but yet they named the game in Ameri- in North America Double Dribble. Maybe back in the day that used to happen, and then the, the players just exponentially improved in skill. I maybe, I, or maybe we just didn't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know enough about basketball. Maybe, um, maybe. Uh, well, I think they call it traveling normally. Maybe Michael Bridgewater. Michael Bridgewater loves pro basketball. So really? Yeah, he's obsessed with it. I'm I say wondering- obsessed, but I, think, I know he's into it. Well, he's, okay. I know he, if he watches a game, he's a way ahead of me. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I picked some music from a game I didn't. I don't know much about. I know Double Dribble. I played so much Double Dribble on the NES, but this is Double Dribble Playoff Edition on the Sega Genesis. This is a Konami joint composed by Miki Higashino. We're gonna listen to the ending credits, and it is it is funky for now. Wiki Wiki Wild Funky. <laughs> Wiki 
pretty good, right? I'm not lying. I, I might that's have a, to steal this track. That's funky. I'm not even making that up. This I might is, have to steal this track. This oh, for for the top ten? Not exactly, though. Also possibly. So I mean, this is this is a contender for me. Like like once I discovered this, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, like I got challenged. Wow. By, well, a couple episodes ago, I got that challenge from um from the um the freaking um, BGM Fight Club to participate against, and the topic that was chosen for my battle with Daryl. Is a uh, track you'd fight your brother true? Uh, games you'd fight your brother to, <laughs> and uh, Double Dribble was the very oh, first game that came to mind. Yeah, but I legitimately couldn't remember any music being in the game. So here you come with the same day. By the way, this happened all today. Here you come with this Double Dribble track. I'm like the weirdness, the coincidence, super coincidence. I might have That's to bring amazing. this on to be like, you know what? There's some music on the original Double Dribble, but there's not a lot. This this one is this one's full of like this kind of like 90s. I don't know what you call it, New Jack Swing, or it's like kind of like that that really early rap sound where it's kind of faster. It's, I'll tell you the other thing though. What's I that? didn't realize the game had credits. <laughs> Like, what well, would they play? Well, you know, I mean, I feel like if I if we played sports games in my house, it was me and my brother, uh-huh. and we were never gonna see the credits because we were never gonna play the single player modes. I think I don't even know if this game. I think it only had like a general like scrimmage mode. Like mm. there wasn't like a. I'll double check. I could very well be wrong, but I don't remember there being like a, a campaign or anything like that. I don't know. There's there are a couple unused tracks on this game. So maybe this was unused as well, or like maybe, maybe intended. This to. is a really for an ending track. It's kind of a short loop. You know what it might be? Double dribble used to be an arcade game. The arcade game yes. probably had credits that ran, and that was when it played. Like maybe if you just let the screen sit, mm. maybe the credits ran. And it was like, hey, here's something. You know, I really, I really like arch rivals in the arcade. That that was my favorite basketball arcade game. That was fun. Although I didn't like that. You could play for so long, and then it would stop mid-game and be like, "Timer's out. Add more money to keep playing." It would, like, the game would literally oh, that's how just got stop you. in the middle of gameplay. Now, if I remember correctly, NBA Jam didn't do that, right? NBA Jam, you paid for a full game. You paid for, I think, you either paid for a half or a full game. It's Probably. been a long time yeah. since I played that game, and I hated it. <laughs> I'm like the one guy of everyone that Man, didn't I, like NBA Jam. NBA Jam for me, it, it, NBA Jam and Virtua Tennis, they all kind of like fit together for me, where it was like. It's kind of that sport. You don't really have. There's no. There's no finesse with the joystick. It's just the one button. It's just something about it. I think it was just my vehement hatred for basketball because of childhood trauma. Yeah. But for the <laughs> most part, like I liked golf games. I liked tennis games. Mm-hmm. I liked, uh, well, specifically Blaze of Steel. I didn't really get into the NHL, EA sports games. But all those other arcade sports games. I couldn't, yeah. get into, I couldn't get into Ar- Blitz. Ar- I couldn't get into Arcadia Ar- Ar- Sports, where it's it's the sport, but you're not worried so much about all of the rules and the statistics and all that stuff. Yeah, you're not you're not getting all John Maddeny with it. You're getting more. But then NFL would you Blitz. consider? But would you consider Tecmo Bowl to be Arcadia? Are still? I think Tecmo Bowl is still Arcadia, although it's verging on. Sporty? It's close to sporty <laughs> because I don't think the characters had particular stats. Arcadie though people said sporty. that Bo Jackson was faster. So, yes, he was. Like in the game, he was. I mean, supposedly I mean faster. Bo knows. Bo knows. Bo knows video games. So, As he saw a guy with a hoodie on the plane, actually, who what? had it wasn't Tecmo Bowl, oh, I thought it was but whatever. Bo Jackson on the back. <laughs> but here's the thing: for whatever game, whatever it said, it yeah. was in the Tecmo Bowl font, oh. which was impressive enough for me. I'm like. He looked at me. I was like, "Tecmo Bowl." <laughs> he was like, mm. <laughs> "I was like really impressed by that." 
it was awesome to see. So I was like, this weird coincidence is in this dialogue today. Did, was it, what, what did it say, though? It didn't say I don't it. even know. I was too busy being in pain. So, oh, yeah. Which I'll get to. Air, airplane is pain. Airplane is pain. If Talk about Baba as you stage. If you're over five foot one, <laughs> flying is difficult. Baba is pain. It's, yeah, Baba is not. I wish. Yeah, Baba is you, and airplane is pain. It's rough. It is always, always, always rough. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't have much to say. I don't. I don't know double dribble on the Genesis. Vroom, didn't, vroom. didn't know it existed. I love the funky organ in this. Boy, I mean, I as short it. as this is, this is, this is gonna maybe touch the top ten somewhere. It very well might. Somewhere. We gotta figure out how to get our track listings in order so we can even critique it. We're gonna be hitting that. We're gonna be mining the website. But at the same time, I feel like if I'm going to start mining, I may as well like type up stuff while the, I do it. Hit the YouTube because you can always fast forward to the track and listen to them again. Well, I mean that's for sure. That's what I'll do to listen. Yeah. But as far as like, my chances are what I'll probably do first is look at what they are. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have like 70 episodes <laughs> to go through. Yeah, but uh, on why, the why? I'll remember most of the music when I see the title. When when did we decide to be a weekly show? Seven years ago. <laughs> Once upon a goom. Anyway, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Pernell. Uh, it's um, okay. Your first track, if you please, so, get us off of this basketball nightmare. So my first track to go into discussions about this journey actually comes from the game Pilot Wing 64, and I'm going to alleviate a concern that a listener provided us with a few weeks ago when we had our N64 episode, and they said, why did you pick a track from Pilot Wing 64? I'm almost positive it was Chris Wisner who said it. I probably, I probably felt like it was obvious, like... Pilot Wing 64 is good. Yes, it is. Yeah. So if you're listening, Chris, you're welcome. Yeah, I Oral. love it. <laughs> so this we, is the, we know it. We love it. We love it. And now you're going to hear it. This <laughs> is the hang glider theme from the game Pilot Wing 64, composed by Dan Hess.
so that's interesting. The um, we're back now, but the uh, the the the. <laughs> The, the, it loops this section with that kind of like that little flute interlude thing. That opening doesn't come back again at all. I thought it would be fun to, to listen to it, listen to the beginning just like one more time. The buildup. It's good. It's good. It's good. Here we go. Let's go one more time. It's got like a Peter Gabriel kind of sound to it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Genesis? Not so much, but mm. I do I don't feel like it has its own type of sound to it for me. Like, like flying the friendly skies. Yeah, something about like a commercial buildup. I've never sat in an At airport Delta. and heard this music before. But oh, I, of course you have, because the airport itself is stress, which is kind of why I picked this track because the exact opposite of what my experience with the airports and flying is like. <laughs> uh, so, for oh, those this part who are listening move. to the show, which is pretty much everyone listening to the show, uh, I woke up at seven o'clock. And Rob picked me up and took me to the airport that morning. Yeah, yeah. And I sat in the <laughs> airport for a few hours. Uh, I had a breakfast. Yeah, you were there pretty early. I was. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was going to be traffic, but like COVID is weird. Like it's changed the way people get to work now and how many people go to work at the same time. Exactly. So suddenly what usually was a rush hour was kind of a blitz. Yeah. And outside of Philadelphia, that's kind of crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a whole new experience. But it was good for you. Weird for me because I was in the airport waiting. <laughs> yeah, I got back to Delaware on time. So, like, I ended up going to the airport. I sat down and got my usual meal at the Philadelphia airport, which, for whatever stupid reason, is chicken and Pete's crab fries. Oh, you didn't do you didn't do the the curry burrito? Couldn't find it. You couldn't find it. Well, remember, it's wherever terminal you end up in. No, it's and for li- some reason, whatever terminal I end up in always has a chicky and Pete. I don't oh, know man. what it is. I, I feel like every time I go to the air, the Philadelphia airport, I always, it's always the first thing I see on my way to the terminal. Like on my way out of security, I walk past Corito, curry in a hurry. See, I wish I saw because I would have eaten that instead of curry, crabby uh, fries. But unfortunately, crabby fries were pretty much the only good thing about the entire journey because this is the moment where I trash talk Spirit Airlines. Um, the fact that oh, yeah. you know, I paid I paid for an affordable plane ticket, but then what I didn't realize was that to put my bag on the plane or under the plane was going to cost me 80 bucks each way. So I had to spend 80 bucks for each way, and then you can't choose a seat unless you pay for it. And I suffered so much on the other flights that on my last one I dropped 40 bucks just to get an aisle seat. Uh, but uh, my legs were busted, absolutely busted. Uh, I almost missed my second flight going home. Um, I It was just a very rough flight. I made the best of it, though. I played through pretty much all of Landstalker. That's how I was able to beat the wise guy on the stream before he beat the game. <laughs> I spent my entire flight playing Legend, um, Landstalker's Final Two Dungeons, um, and then I finished wherever I didn't finish while I was at Mike's house. Yeah. And right before going to bed, he said, I was like, I'm going to play a little more Landstalker because uh, I was obsessed by that point. I feel like, man, these classic games and classic RPGs are so much easier to play like at any time if you're laying down I can just pick it up and put it pick it up and play it and put it back down and put the sleep but back on in the, the switch but back in the day you couldn't do that oh yeah and of <laughs> course also save state makes things a lot easier too oh, because yeah, on yeah. one hand you do have to still get the success mode mm. you have to succeed at what you do but Landstalker was good at punishing you for failure so if you missed a jump in a certain zone they drop you into a pit full of monsters you had to yeah. work your way back out and then try again I was like no screw that I've already put my time in. I beat the game as a teenager. So I just was like, save state, make my jump attempts. But the funny part is, for a while, I didn't do that because I was like, I want to be fair. Chris isn't doing it. I'm not going to do it. And Adventures was like, you know, 
screw that. I'm the one who already finished it. I'm allowed to use save state. And technically, even if I didn't want to, I could have because it's my choice. You know? So you qualified the your use of save states because you've already finished it in the past? When the save states weren't a thing. Back when it was like all about blood, sweat, and tears, baby. So if I didn't put blood, sweat, and tears in it, it wouldn't be valid if I save stated it? Hey, first and foremost, I would never say it's not valid. Uh, that's what you're saying. No, I'm saying that's what me. We all, I think that's what we all heard. What we all heard <laughs> is that I hold myself to a better, a different standard than everyone else. I see, I see, I see how it is. And a higher standard. Yes! <laughs> a better, <laughs> a better, bet, a better standard. You bet your dukas! <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it was a lot of fun to sit there and play that game um, to get through it. It made the, tr- the flight a lot better. Though, one last thing to mention about the flight that I thought was pretty funny, aside from the fact that on the way home, all I had was my breakfast at like 6 in the morning. And yeah, you told me about that, o'clock that, at that, night. That, that experience being like, okay, I'm here. I have time to get breakfast. And they're like, we're boarding now. And you're like, oh, no. No. <laughs> it's like I had breakfast at like 7 o'clock Central Standard Time morning, and I didn't have food again until 10, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Oh, so when, I, when I dropped you off at home? Yeah. Oh, man. So I, w- I would have stopped. and, and well, no, I wasn't going to put you through that. I could get home and get something. You know? No. Uh, you, you could have texted me and been like, "Hey Rob, I just I gotta get something to eat." I would have done that. To, I would have done it to you, but then again, you're more of a night night person. Yeah, and I appreciate that you were willing to do it. But then the one last thing to mention, which was pretty funny, mm-hmm. I was seated next to a guy and a girl. I'm hoping it was his daughter, because if not, holy pickles. But um, basically, they were to the left of me. It was their first time flying on a plane, so I was like giving them tips on like how to make their ears pop when they get all like oh. tense or whatever. Yeah. And then at one point, while we're flying, the the, the airline guy goes. If you look, thanks to Charlotte and Dorothy, and that was already the actual names he said, uh, I was asked to notify them when we are flying over the Grand Canyon. So if you look to your right, you can see the Grand Canyon. Of course, we were on the left side of the plane, so that was a tough sell. And then they tried to look to the left anyway to see what they would see. All they could see was wing. So, oh, you're on. Okay. But I was like, sorry, guys, your first flight across the country, and all you can see is me- mechanical parts. Well, you can kind of... I mean, aside from a few big major landmarks, when you're flying across the U.S., it's not a whole lot to look at. But if you've never flown before, it's still very yeah. cool to look at them like, wait a minute, that is a river <laughs> that goes for like 100 miles, but from up here, it's a speck. That's true. That's like, true. It, and it's also cool to see like farmland from up high. You see these weird squares just like yeah. plastered about. I realize that's coming from a place of like, I've I've traveled enough for work where I just, I'm just so- You're bored of it now. I'm annoyed of it. Yeah. Like, I used I used to be scared every time I went to like Texas, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, I had to go to uh, Las Vegas this year, and I was like, ah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll admit, once in a while, I still get excited about it, but for the most oh, part, I, I was able to play Switch for the whole thing. And so I flew Spirit, jazz. and it, Spirit is rough. Somehow they, they 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 there's 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 less space in between the seats now, and um, yeah, because they want to nickel and dime everybody, and be yeah, but cheap. They, but they add more of them, so even in business class, there's only like eight of them. So if you don't get your business class like ahead of time, if you're going to spring for it, it's like... And they charge you for liquid in everything. Yeah, yeah. So I, I nearly missed my flight. So I had to I had to buy my my breakfast on the plane. And so, and they give you like, they give you like, it's essentially like a Lunchables box. Oh, I And there, I was like, and so I spent like 20 bucks or something. I spent the company's 20 bucks. And they come out with like a Lunchables box. And I'm like, 
Oh, I'm fancy in first class. Excuse, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, my red spread stick didn't come in my Lunchables. I, I always feel weird sitting in business class playing like video games. Never feel weird about that. That's the best part. Every, everyone's got like working on spreadsheets and they got their laptops and I'm like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm running some stats of my own. I'm, like, I'm playing DuckTales. Best Ninja. <laughs> I'm playing DuckTales. <laughs> I'm running my own stats. How much money can I collect on the Amazon? Suckers. All right. So we're, we're going to stay in the air. How about that? We're going to listen to a game that I've played I don't think I played it. I think I saw it and thought it was interesting. Years and years and years ago. This game is actually called Airline Pilots. Okay. It's a Japanese arcade game. Music composed by Masanori Takeuchi. This is music from the Attract uh, the Attract music, demo music, and the high score music. Okay. From the game Airline Pilots. Music from Airline Pilots. This is for the arcade, composed by Masanori Takeuchi. Pranel's really into this song. <laughs> I think that's because it kind of reminded me of Enya. I listen to a lot of Enya. I, I just recently have been listening to a lot of Enya. We've been, we've been, we have a new CD player upstairs, and so I love how you say I've been listening to a lot of Enya, and the only thing I've ever heard of theirs is "Sail Away." So I'm like, you listen to a lot of "Sail Away." Uh, Orinoco Flow is the name of that song. That it wasn't called "Sail Away." No, I have an old Napster download from back of the '90s on an old CD that still says Enya "Sail Away." Yeah, it's it's Orinoco Flow. All this time, is it Orinoco Flow? I think you might be Sail away, sail away, sail away You're telling me that's called Orinoco Flow Even though the main thing they say is sail away Throughout the entire song You're telling me it's not called the words That they say primarily throughout the song Orinoco Flow Sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away I love that makes it like I feel like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme Where he's holding the can so he's pointing at the screen It's like they're saying the name of the song Well actually they're not well, I mean, like these, she says Orinoco Flow quite a lot during the song, but we all know we the, know the sail chorus. Away. Yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's just not in the chorus. So often in pop music, like when I, can't, I wish I had a good example, but when the chorus is not the name of the song, mm-hmm. they'll have the name of the song 
and then in parentheses, like the catchy bit, like um, the Rump Shaker. <laughs> the name of the song is, is that called "I Am the Rump Shaker." The name is the of the song is Rump Shaker, and then in parentheses, all I want to do. Oh yeah, zoom zoom zoom, just exactly. shake your rump, yeah, break yeah. it down, chocolate bars, milk. There's there's a good example for you, Enya, the Rump Shaker. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the Rump Shaker? Oh no, Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey did shake his rump. Oh, it was Rex and Effects. Oh. Rex and Effects. I know that. We'll watch that one later. That's a fun one. <laughs> so many weird names. Like, I was at the dentist today and heard, like, a Tone Loke song. And oh, it wow. got me thinking, wow. like, two things. One, where is that guy now? And two, was he known for any other songs aside from that one song? And I think the answer is nowhere and no. <laughs> um. Reality TV? I don't know. He did, yeah, he did Wild Thing, right? Yeah, that was the song that was funny you say that because that was a song playing at the dentist. No, Funky Cole Medina. Oh, that was him too? Yeah, yeah. Funky Cole Medina is pretty good. You know what I heard? Um, I was listening to... I was trying to find rap songs that I really remembered enjoying back in the day, and one of them was Mr. Bobolina. Mr. Dobolina, Mr. Bob Dobolina. Oh, Mr. Dobolina. Mr. Bob Dobolina. That was Del the Funky Homo Sapien. He went on to work with Gorillaz. Oh. And did Clint Eastwood, and then he did um, Deltron Thirty Thirty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but he was Mr. Dabalina back in like '92, and he is the cousin of Ice T. But you're gonna say the cousin of no, no, Bal- Ice Cube. Ice Cube's Ice, Ice Cube. Ice Cube's cousin. Yeah. You're gonna say the cousin of Balky Bartok. And Ice Cube produced Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's somebody, a good song. It's a really good song. They come up with a list of like. Our uh, playlist of like all these 90s and 80s tracks whose artists I do not know the name of just to get that memory stewing in my head again. No, but, but Tone Loke is one of the names I'm always looking for. Like Tone, Why? Tone Loke, Delta. Well, because because it's really, they're good songs. I like the songs. <laughs> but you're looking for the name too? Yeah, I'm looking for the names because when I'm, when I'm hunting for records, I'm looking for stuff. Oh, that, that, that makes yeah, sense. You're yeah. for records. I'm like, if I'm scrolling for music, I'm like, wow, hi. And I just stick with that. I don't know who's saying it. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> yeah, I type those sound effects. Like, can I find this? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You can't walk into the record store. But you know that sound that goes? <laughs> oh, I've absolutely done that. So I'm not even going to fake it. Back when I was buying CDs, I asked it was like the song where he goes. <laughs> oh, that's the jam. Yeah, I know that's over here in aisle Q. Um, I it was uh. I, I, it was my first year in art school, and we were doing some. It was in it was in some it was in figure drawing, but we were doing some kind of like two dimensional drawing class, and we had like a a still life. We had the draw. Like it was like five or six hours in. Was it Mario before getting killed by a blooper? Um, still life. Yeah, he's not quite alive. He's not quite dead. He's still. He's in between. He's in between. In between. He's just kind of stuck. Being like, who's that stomping on my head? That's right. It's the funky Cole Medina. <laughs> uh, and no, so we're, so we're drawing, and every day we listen to uh, the radio, WSTW, the local radio station, every day, every day, every day. And so I would call in, and I would I would do requests. And I said, hey, do you have that song that goes like, um, and I, I sang um, uh, Flagpole Sitter. Oh, that's my jam. <laughs> I sang like half the lyrics. I didn't know the name of the song. Paranoia, paranoia. That's the song that's probably everybody knew. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, hey, do you have that song that goes paranoia, paranoia? And they, they played me on the radio. Oh, that's pretty And cool. they made fun of me like week after week for like three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They At this place, a badge of honors. Like, they, they made fun of me. Yeah, they gave me a call, call back for a few weeks. And then, <laughs> and then that was it. Then that song was gone and I was done too. But. Hey, Delaware, 
Delaware. <laughs> you sitting on them poles, paranoid. You feeling paranoid there, Delaware? I listened to a lot of pop music that year. It was very annoying. Um, anyway, this game I saw in um, London in uh, 1998. 19 diggity Yeah, in Circus Circus. And I didn't know what the heck it was. Why is there a game where you're just taking off and landing a, a commuter airline? And that's what this game is. Hey, sometimes that's what it's all about. Yeah. Simpsons did it. Mo- virtual lawn mowing simulator. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just want to do a pedestrian thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never seen these types of games anywhere else they had i feel like they had them all just because they could buy them and they were just like like, hey look all these weird japanese games we have you'll never see them anywhere else i'll never see them again because what arcade would buy this game right it would just just wouldn't do anything for airline school airline schools so in that case go become a pilot yeah yeah, you can play this again yeah for two quid you'll get your license (laughs) (laughs) no six quid there's three courses rob (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the high score. That's right. Well, if you get the high score, you get your wings. <laughs> your pilot wing. Your sixty-four. Pilot wing sixty-four. Sixty-four of them. All right. So, what's your next track? Okay, my next track. I. It was fun for me to choose this track because one, it's available now, and I want to hear it on the show. And two, because it's a fun story that comes with it. Um, this comes from the game Super Sammy Roll. And the track title is called "A Landscape of Wonders," composed by Damian Maloney, who goes by the name Evader. Welcome back. You're listening to A Landscape of Wonder <laughs> from the game Super Sammy Roll, composed by Damien Maloney. Sammy Roll. Super Sammy Roll. I feel like a Sammy Roll is what I would order, and it would be tuna and avocado. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised that was the intent of the name, <laughs> too, to be honest with you. But uh, this game, I love the music in this game quite a bit. The game is very frustrating, but fun in just the right way. It involves a little green dinosaur who's off to save his girlfriend 
in typical 80s homage fashion. Okay. And he does so by rolling uphill, downhill, cross hill. It don't matter. He's Sammy, and he rolls, baby. We've all been there before. We've all been there. We've all been that dinosaur. We've all rolled downhill. Tiny little arms, huge, enormous legs. (laughs) Cute sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I love the game, but the track selection comes for, again, a very specific, specific reason. Um, while I was in California, I was visiting friend and listener Mike Myers and uh, his girlfriend, um, Christy, and I was there because, you know, congratulations, they are expecting a youngin. Yay! Uh, but being that both Mike and I have gotten into fitness in the last few years, right before COVID kicked in and just kind of derailed everything, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't go on a visit with him without getting some exercise in yeah. because it just wouldn't have made sense. So for the first time in the history of me traveling, I packed exercise clothes and shoes, and we did a few things. Um, one thing in particular we did was we went to a park that had an outdoor track, and one of his friends is a fitness coach, and he set up a bunch of stations, and we all worked out with some of his friends out there. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cool because despite me being apprehensive, thinking I would flop and flounder, flounder, I kept up with all of them. It was pretty good. Apparently, hit training has prepared me for training and exercise with other people. But in addition to that, mm. they took me to this place called Signal Hill, which is freaking beautiful. It's up on an actual hill, not one of these Delaware hills. Um, <laughs> and uh, there are multiple sides you could embark on to climb this thing. So we drove up the hill, parked the car, and they walked me around. There's a bunch of like oil, you know, derricks and like these like, these, like things that tip back. I can't remember what the technical term is, mm. but basically mining for oil. And uh, there's a specific side of the hill where it just becomes insanely steep, like dang near straight drop downwards. I've never seen a hill like this in my life for commuter traffic because it's an actual road. And uh, so it's a we, road going up and down this enormous, up, yes, steep thing. Crazy. Like, if you were walking down the hill, cover years if you're easily disgusted. But we actually saw dried out spots where people just couldn't take it and retched on the hill. Like, it just it, it's that level of steep. I watched the lady walk at her dog as she was panting. The dog was somehow holding on, but not her. Um, <laughs> So at one point, you know, we were going down. I was like trying to, I had to walk sideways down the hill because walking with my feet forward, I couldn't, I was like kind of sliding into my shoes. Like it was that level of Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one guy was walking backwards because apparently it was easier for him to go backwards than forwards. I almost got hit by a car. Guy grabbed me by the shirt. I was like, no, I'm on the street. Uh, But then on the way back up, Mike was like, you want to run? I was like, no, no. Just walking up, I felt like I was hiking a mountain, and I was actually sweating at the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then the best part of this whole thing, we eventually came across like a set of stairs that went up the side of the hill too. So we jogged up those stairs and got to the top. Mm-hmm. And this old guy named Dale just kind of popped up and started chatting our heads off. And this guy was hysterical. He was just telling us all these random stories about his wife gets to it. She just wants me out of the house. Dale, why are you doing it in the house? Go do some exercise. And I was like, fine, woman, I'll go do some exercise. He's like, tells all these ridiculous stories. And I'm whole time trying to remember his <laughs> name because I don't want to be rude. And I got his name wrong once and plays off. Like, oh, yeah, everybody on the East Coast called people Chuck. Don't, be, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, all, just, it's, a, it's just a thing we it's do. A new, it's a new slang. Yeah, it's exactly. Slang, yeah. Asked he wasn't Chuck, I called him Jack. They called and him I was, Jack. And I was like, oh, yeah, everybody on the East Coast goes by Jack. It's just a thing we say. Don't worry about it. And I was like, well, on the way back, I was like, Michael, what was his actual name? And then Christy goes, it was Dale. And I'm like, oh, Dale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the last thing I remember talking to him about was like, he was telling us how he was going to run the hill 
and he's going to do 30 laps up and down the hill in 37 minutes. That was his timer. That was his shtick. And then he said, hey, man, got to come out here on Tuesday. We can do the hill together. I was like, yeah, bro, I'll see you on Tuesday. Ain't no damn way I'm going to see you on Tuesday. I've seen I've seen Mike post about Signal Hill on his, like, RunKeeper app. Because we're friends on the uh, this app that we use to track our runs. Uh-huh. And I never understood. Like, I've seen the elevation and on – it never really clicked with me that, like, I've had higher elevation – on here and there on some of my runs, but the distance is a lot further. I just realized something. So if you do that, that elevation, the high elevation on a much shorter distance, it is straight up the air. That picture is insane. That's looking up, and I took a picture of it going down, too. Wow, that's kind of scary, actually. Here's going down. Ah! That's a nightmare. Yeah. That is a nightmare. They jogged that crap. Wow! Like I told you, there were points where people were just like Bleh, right on the ground, and they just, and just there's a spots everywhere. Man, I would want to do that. I do want to do that. I really want to do that. Oh now. yeah, I would imagine if you were an how, avid how long runner. Is that? How long is that? I don't even know. It's tall though. It's, it's a it's a pretty lengthy hill. Is it a full mile or is it that, that hill itself? I don't think is a mile, but it, oh, I'd okay. say it's maybe like a quarter of a mile. Oh, at okay. least. Oh, that's good. It's brutal because I do the Alapocas Hill. Oh, yeah. Alapocas has... I mean, I've done some bits of Alapocas, like, jogging, too. Nothing that steep, but it's steep enough that I'd still be like, ooh, you're a miner there. Yeah, because that's... Because if I'm, like, already six miles out and I have to come back and do that hill, I'm like, all right. right. <laughs> Part of my training. <laughs> but there's something fun about, you know, attempting that. You yeah. Know, just making these runs up and down hills. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was asking... up asking Actually, uh, asking his girlfriend for a fitness tip because she's a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And she was giving, you know, 401 on some stuff. And I'm like... But not this hill, though. I'm not doing this friggin' hill. <laughs> Give me some tips that don't involve me killing myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's it, for me. It's like a, it's stamina training essentially. You know, you're 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 training those muscles, but you're also training yourself to fight the urge. You're fighting your own brain. Your brain is telling you to stop. And you're also, te- your legs and your muscles and, and your blood is telling you to stop. That's all your brain, and you, and you have to tell yourself to keep going. And then your leg snaps, and you're like, keep going. Just no, drag no, no. the leg. Yeah, you got to trust yourself. Trust the training. <laughs> trust <laughs> your broken leg. It's not going to snap. <laughs> um, speaking of um, ridiculous crashes and snaps, we're going to listen to some music from... So OutRun is the classic traveling game, because you choose where you're going. You mm-hmm. choose your path. You're traveling all you over run out of the time. city until you run out of time. So we're going to listen to music from um, a sequel to the game. It's called Cool Riders. Um, this is with motorcycles. Not to be confused with Cool Borders. Not Cool Borders. Um, uh, this is Hiroshi Kawaguchi and Makito Namiya, and this track is called Lightning, in, uh, in parentheses, a little good. <laughs> a little good.
That was lightning, a little good, from Cool Riders. This is the arcade game composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi and Makito Nomiya. Ooh! <laughs> Get that Cool Riders in you for now. This is so, so good. Yeah, this, this is one of those like tracks you mouth noise to. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I hope I, I hope when I play this game, I hear that song that goes. Yes, yes, yeah. It's it's got like that kind of soul funk vibe. I just I don't know, it, but it's like that '90s R&B, you know, where it's ah, oh, it's good. It's, it's 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 this kind of music doesn't exist anymore. It makes me kind of sad. It is true. Yeah, yeah. I well, feel like it might be out there, but we live in this world now where there's just so so many options. There's a lot that you have to mind. Like that's partly why. I like doing the SML stuff, mm-hmm. despite it being extremely time-consuming. Because you get you get exposure to to more games that you would have that would have, would have normally have th- flown under the radar. Wow, <laughs> I'm I swear I'm not eating anything. I understand. Yeah. I've been there, but yeah, it exposed me to a lot of games that I would have ignored, or games yeah. that even if I wasn't going to ignore them, maybe it wouldn't have fit within my budget or time constraints. So I would have just walked past. So between SML and you know Hayport Player, I get exposed to these games with their OST. Which, by the way, by the time this episode comes out, assuming I haven't screwed up, in which case, <laughs> um, check out Ast Libra, a game that I'm writing a review for on Sunday. Freaking good! And I would have ignored it if it weren't for the review code because I saw it I was like this game looks janky. And then you play it, and it's like, no, this is like a rebirth of East Three, baby. Oh. Like it's like if someone said, "I like East Three, but I want the combat to be good," and that includes the music. Music is a hot step and a jump. Is it? It may find its way onto kind of, this show. Kind of fall in the st- fall in the footsteps of Falcom kind of situation. It feels very Falcom. Mm. There's like uh, weapons that you can like, kind of you find a bunch of weapons and they don't particularly perform perform all that differently. Mm. Which let's be honest, it's not that big of a concern to me because I've played games where it's like every weapon looks the same. Yeah. Um, but the thing that makes them cool is that each weapon has an experience bar. When you max out, you get a new skill or ability, which is awesome. The only thing I'm going to mention on the show, though, because I'm going to mention it in the review, you can bet your sweet tookus I'm going to. It's not a Metroidvania. My God, everybody's told this is great new Metroidvania. No, it's not. Okay, hard stop. Not. So this game is not a Metroidvania? It's an action-adventure platformer. It is not a Metroidvania. Then I'm not playing it. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no. Anyway, Cool Riders uh, it is a sequel to OutRun, but it's with motorcycles instead. And mm-hmm. some of like the humor of like crashing and like flipping the car and stuff in OutRun, they, they they really turned up in this one. Like all of the different characters you can you can have. There's a character select and character selection. Do they each have authentic different crash sequences? Yeah, well, well, one is like a normal guy riding a superbike, right? Uh huh. Right. And then the another one is like, you know how there's always like a girl in the bikini like waving you on at the end of the race? Yeah. She's she's in there. She's got her own bike. Oh, cool. And it's got this crazy superbike with his long like tail like on the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then there's like an old, old man on a moped. Yes. And you see him pedaling super hard. <laughs> I want to use the old man. It's just like all of it. It's just super silly. And, you, and like everyone's like yelling at you as you're, as you're riding through the city. And it's it looks really fun. I'm, I'm really sad that I missed this one in the arcade, but it's still it's not 3D. It's that it's 2D sprites kind of made to look 3D. Maybe it's one of those games that has like a decent arcade emulator option out there. I bet there with. is. I bet there. Um, EB out there has played a lot of 
these styles of games, I know, through emulation. Oh yeah. Uh, but this one, it's 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 on the cusp of 3D because the scaling of the sprite, the sprites are way higher resolution than what you would normally see. Mm -hmm. And so the scaling of it almost seems kind of weird. Like all the, because it's not three dimensional. So when the buildings come at you, they look like billboards. You know? Okay. But like there's such high resolution, they look like really realistic billboards flying at your face. So it's a very strange, it's a very strange sensation. But um, it's it's cool. It's, it's silly looking too. It's really fun. Fair. Uh, but yeah, again, it's outrun. So you got paths to take. You're going through New York, and then suddenly you're in Tokyo, and then you're driving through Paris. And it's 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 a cool idea. I think you're out of time. You got to put it on the quarter. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so we're gonna turn this track down, and we're gonna get into the part no, of the no, show. No, 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 no. We call. Pernell's next song. <laughs> as, as, I'm, as I'm counting the tracks like, wait a on my list, I'm like, wait a minute, we're missing a few here. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like, I'm discombobulated, discombobulated. Right. Discombobulated. <laughs> so what's your next song, Pernell? All right, so I wanted a track that was silly for this next choice. So when I was thinking about what could I choose, what could I choose, there was one perfect game with one final track I wanted to pick from it. So I had to go back, and this may well be my favorite track top ever chosen in the history of this show. This comes from the game Dragon Half on the on was it the PC eighty eight? I could be wrong oh, about that. Yeah, Dragon Half. Yeah, yeah. But the track title is called "The Strange Step." All night dancing bunny cheerleaders assaulting trumpet resounds. I'm not writing all of that down, by the way. <laughs> the name of the track. Dragon, it, Dragon Half was an anime, wasn't it? It was an anime. Whatever the heck they said. <laughs> but that was the song they used to play on all the trailers and all my old ADV VHS tapes. Um, God, we're old. Uh, but this is composed by Tadahiro Nita. Welcome back. You're listening to The Strange Step, all night dancing bunny cheerleaders assaulting trumpet resounds from the game Dragon Half for the, I want to say it was a PC-88 or 98? Uh, PC-98. PC-90. Yeah. I always get the two mixed up. Um, composed by Tadahiro Nita. And yeah, I don't care what anybody says. 
I, I love this track so so very much. That's a, this is this goes in a lot of different directions. I feel like there's four or five different songs happening in this one song. It is a very spastic cartoon track, and I adored for that. It's so, got a lot going on. It's a weird drum part. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like there's a couple like melodies that sound really familiar, but I don't know where they're from. There's chirping birds. <laughs> the, the birds I got. <laughs> the birds I got. So why why Dragon Half and why the PC ninety eight? So I wanted to pick this track because I wanted to emphasize that probably my favorite element of the entire trip was just the general silliness of the social interactions that I was able to have during my time out there. Um, being me, whether I'm nervous or not. I can't help being ridiculous and silly. Um, after, whether I was just hanging out with Mike, heck, chatting about ridiculous stuff, chatting with his cousin Ronnie, um, or his other cousin, whose name is eluding me right now because I only met him for the first time this trip, um, or even just like laughing with like with Christy and just talking about like athletic stuff, I couldn't help but be silly. Um, and then, I mean, there was like a weird game where we were like at the, at the baby shower. Where I was like, I had to put a balloon in my shirt and like feign pregnant and tie my shoe so I was like okay let me just lift my knee and tie my shoe and then I got a really bad stomach cramp so I was like on the stage in front of like 50 people like ah my cramps oh my cramps <laughs> people were laughing I got high fived by like two different people it was like yo man thanks for making this party a fun time you're crazy people probably weren't expecting someone to really be hamming it up oh I hammed at, it the uh, heck at the party up. Yeah. hammed it up um, but then in addition to that as I mentioned as we talked about earlier in the episode uh it was fortunate that we were able to bump in the meet up with Martyrus at a place called like Gamecraft Brewing in Laguna Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a decent drive for both of us, or for all three of us, but ultimately let's we were a, able to meet kind of midway or whatever. Let's give Gamecraft Brewing a little bit of a plug. How was it? Oh, it was great. It was good. The only downside is they need they need some help with the board game selection that they got. Uh, so uh, it was uh, board gaming. Video and board game. Oh, nice, but nice. They need a little bit of help with all of it, but I feel like... The overall atmosphere was great. The beer was great. And the food was great. They just need more games. They even sell Asmodee games. Like, that's the publisher of board games. But as far as, like, what was available to play, there wasn't a lot going on. Though, it was interesting that, uh, so we all got together, and we all had Switches, which is very, very rare for me to be around a bunch of people with Switches. So we collectively agreed on a game to buy on the eShop, and we played multiplayer against each other. We played Spelunker HD Deluxe. Oh, cool. That's a fun... That must be a fun uh, uh, multiplayer. It was a lot of fun. And also brutal, because Spelunker does not joke around with, like, how cheap it is with jumps and traps. Mm. Uh, So we were playing against each other versus mode. I kick butt. Though at one point, some random guy joins our game, and he was, like, ranked as, like, a pro. Because the game has, like, ranking tiers you can be, and he was, like, a pro kick the snot out of him. Yeah. It was glorious. Because <laughs> um, all three of you oh yeah. working together, right? But we were, no, there's no working together. It was one man to win. There was a lot of bloodshed and laughter. S- laughed. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun. We were like, like you know, joking and talking to each other and whatnot. <laughs> and then, in an unprecedented event, I got Mike to play a tabletop game. We played Splendor. All three of us played Splendor. Oh, that's a, that's a solid title. Yes, I yeah. taught Martyrus and I taught Mike how to play Splendor. And it was an interesting thing to watch because Mike is an absolute brain farm. Yes. But uh, it was Absolutely. interesting. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm basically going to break this game. I'm basically going to break this game. He did not break the game. But I feel like in multiple plays, he'd probably pick it up a lot better. Yeah, so it just takes a couple, couple like, 
looks through or under, uh, playing through the rules and understanding the mechanics, like I see where it could happen. Yeah. But the thing that made me happy was the fact that he legitimately seemed to have enjoyed the play, which mm. he doesn't play a lot of tabletop. So I was like, I bet he doesn't like, he doesn't like this, he doesn't like this. But he was like into it. He was getting damn. And yeah. Martyrus was trying to snake a cat. Joker was like sitting here making his little tableau. I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Where are those points coming from, champ? You might want to slow down. I taught you this game. You can't beat me. <laughs> Sorry, he beat you? The heck he did. Wow. I fought tooth and nail for that win, but I'm not going to lie, though. So he, he was beat up. You. He, no, he beat you. No, no, no. I know when you're lying. I and you don't it. today. Yeah, you I'm got telling. a little twitch in your eye there. <laughs> 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 no, he, but the thing is, like, he did. He was getting it in there. Like, if I slacked off too much, he would have beat me. For sure, because he was picking it up. He was like, okay, I get this tableau going here, which means I can get these cars for free. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to pull the marina play where I was trying to win with like seven cars, and I completely bombed that time. So I was like, crap, how do I recover from this? Well, I can't I, 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 th I, I like this game. I remember be I'm always like, oh, that's a great game. I've played it once in my life. I don't think I've ever played it more than once. We can fix that. Ages ago, yeah. Yeah, I'd do it again. But I'd do a, it again. It's a good one. I mean, one. I've played a lot of games since then, but I would always go back to play Splendor. All right, so we're going to turn this track down now. No! Now, I'm a thick, thick, did it! Dance. Now it is time. I know there's a lot of dancing happening in this song. Now is the time for the bonus round. But bonus round. The bonus round. Oh, the bonus round is where we play <laughs> covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. And sometimes I like to find little oddities off of the original soundtracks, little vocal tracks, maybe a little, um, little extras or bonus tracks found on the original soundtracks released in Japan or in America. And so I found one for an arcade game called Denshin to Go. Denshin to Go! And I believe there's a there's a bunch of PlayStation releases, and I, are they still making them now? I'm not sure, know? but if, if Scott's listening to this episode, I'm sure he'll tell me, because I remember he was a he's a listener to our show. He is a major, major fan of the Denshin to Go games. He even had the controller. Oh, yeah, there is a... Yeah, on the PlayStation 1 or 2, there's a really complex train conducting controller yes excuse me i just made a little spit there and it's um it's it is it is pretty deep and this is another one of those games that i saw in piccadilly circus that i thought what is i'm just a train conductor i just picture but when i think about thing. this game i picture that one episode of seinfeld where uh kramer was talking about how he was like in a situation why he was like kind of and like a sort of like almost bus terror situation akin to speed. Mm. And at one point he was like, "Why?" Well, he's like, "Well, the, the driver got knocked out. Then I was driving the bus." And then he was like, "But it, it starts this way." He just kind of casually says, "As I was making all the stops, I had to." And son Jerry goes, "You met. You were making all the stops." <laughs> he's like, "Why? Well, someone's got to drop <laughs> someone's these people off." And that's what this game is. You are a train conductor in Japan, and you make all the stops, and you make all the stops. And in fact, there's different versions of the game for different lines. Because you gotta have all the lines, Pernell. <laughs> you traveled all the lines. All right, so I found this is from um, this is from the uh, the soundtrack, the studio version of the soundtrack, Denshin to Go Side by Side Two. I, Electric I, Boogaloo. I'm assuming Side by Side is either the name it's a, it's Taito, so this is a Zuntada, which is the house band of Taito. Mm -hmm. Side by Side is the name of the soundtracks that they released or side-by-side -side is like maybe a, like a versus or side-by-side -side arcade cabinet where there's two conductors. Yeah, it makes sense. You're probably the like most efficient train runner finishing the run I, first without uh, killing any of your passengers. Yeah, I honestly couldn't figure out a whole lot about it. But the um, so this one is called Denshin, Denshin, uh, Densha, De Densha, De Go, Go, Go. Um, this is from Denshin To Go, Side-by-Side -side 2. It is by uh, Jam, Jam stands for Junkie as Machine. 
uh, with it has Dr. Hagi, Jotohohe uh, Nakayama, which from Zuntada, uh, Jam, Dr. Hagi, Feedback Baby, Janky Kamadi, and Karu, also from Zuntada. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting names, a lot of interesting pseudonyms with no real names. <laughs> as they want it to be, it's like, I want everyone to know me as Zuntada. <laughs> but here we go. This is Densha, the Densha, the Go, Go, Go. Home, Mania, 
で今日も電車が走る Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Pernilla. <laughs> That was Densha de Densha de Go, Go, Go. This is a studio version from Densha de Go, Side by Side 2. I'm almost going to say it's Zuntada. There's a lot of names on that, on that list, on that composer list, but it's members of Zuntada, mainly Dr. Haggy and Feedback Baby and Janky Kamadi <laughs> and, and Karu. Let's try again. Mainly Jam, J A M. Wow, I, this is just, I mean, it, this was an onslaught of. Sometimes I wish people could just like music. see us when we're doing this because when that guy's like, let's try to get it. It kind of laughed really hard. I'm assuming that's like a uh, like a game over sound that probably plays in the game. That makes sense. Like yeah. you, if you hit the continue button, let's do it again. Like, let's do it again. <laughs> let's so try it again. That's so good. Oh, what a weird song. Um, yeah, so I mean, who knew that that Suntata would be like, let's write. A big funky jam to go along with our train simulation game. <laughs> yes, but it's a very popular series. Den shuka, den shuka, yeah, den shuka. I had no idea. Uh, Pernell, top that. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I like what I chose. I'll admit, I'm not topping. Let's do again. <laughs> but we can still listen to some good tracks because absolutely. Given what I'm going to talk about last, I had to pick a track that had this type of vibe going with it, and it just so happens that somehow I've never played this track on the show despite listening to it all the time. It is another god metal track, so forgive me, folks. I just happen to like god metal. But this track does come from a game that I wish more people talked about and played because it was kind of like the unsung child of the Advance Wars Days of Real、um, Advance Wars series. The Judy Winslow, if you will.、Um, this is Advanced Wars Days of Ruin, Hope Never Dies. This is the theme for one of the early main characters, Brenner.、Um, it's a metal cover, of course, because it's by God Metal. Let's hear, let's hear it out.
Welcome back. You were just listening to Hope Never Dies, the Brenner's theme from the game Advanced Wars Days of Ruin, only given a nice metal slice of paint by God Metal. Though, admittedly, the game's original track was already pretty metal. Mm. He just kind of cranked it up to 15 or I so. I, like the, based on that melody, I can kind of get that feeling from it, but I really love the way that like that main hook sounds. It's really good. Then he just is like, I'm going to solo... In between every <laughs> every yes. chorus, there that's so good. Like in the original game, you do you you hear Brenner's theme for a good chunk of the game, like on every mission, because mm-hmm. he's the character you play as for a good chunk of the game. Mm. And uh, it's one of those cases where, despite the track repeating on each stage, you kind of don't care because it's just that freaking good. And when you stop hearing it, you're kind of sad because you want more of it. It's just that good. So when one of the best VGM cover artists out there covers one of the best rocking tracks in Advanced Wars history. Yeah. Yeah, they go together like butter and, you know, marshmallow fluff and rye bread. That's a that's quite a sandwich for now. It's just sandwich. So that, that's, we call it the God Metal Special. <laughs> butter, <laughs> butter and marshmallow on rye. <laughs> so good. I love those so That's really good. Well, for more information on the bonus wait, round, d- 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 you wait, can go to Purnell. It wants me to stop again. That's right, because the I'm theme trying, of the episode to... is still on the point. I'm trying to rob this show up. <laughs> What's up? So, the last track. So, um, on the last night that I was in town. Yeah, that's right. What does Advance Wars have to do with Purnell? traveling across the country well advanced wars doesn't it's the metal that Mm. does so on the last night i was in town mike took me to what i believe was one of his favorite pizza joints in the area because you know how it is you go to visit places there's the places people go there's the place that your person that you're there hanging out with goes to so he takes no matter where you go you got to go to the best pizza place that people talk about that's correct that's important and for him that pizza joint was called the fourth horseman which is pretty much a horror movie metal-themed piece of joint. <laughs> yeah, I was unexpecting it, but it was an amazing place. They had a framed Garbage Pail Kid on the stage, which I, snow- I immediately saw and took a photo, and also a Dogfish Head light sign, which I was shocked to see. It was like, hey, Delaware in the house. Yeah, they get around. Yeah, uh, So they have a stage. They do, they do live shows and things there. Yeah, and in fact, we were both shocked because we showed up, and he was like, man, this place is really crowded. That doesn't normally happen. Turns out it was the fourth anniversary of the, of the restaurant. Oh, cool. So we just happened to choose a weird night where it was insanely crowded, so there was live music and stuff. And on the TVs, they usually play horror movies, which apparently I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, of course I know. I'd never been there. Um, but they were playing <laughs> Leprechaun Returns. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Not Leprechaun from the hood. The Leprechaun came back again. I, mean, I think, wasn't Leprechaun in the Hood like later on? Like there was Leprechaun, Leprechaun Returns, then Leprechaun in the Hood, and no, then like Leprechaun in space or something. No, apparently Leprechaun Returns was a 2018 revival of the franchise. Okay. 18? Yes. 2018? Yes. As and in- apparently Jennifer Aniston got her start and Leprechaun. She didn't reprise her role in the in the Returns. Though. I wouldn't imagine, but still, that that's amazing. I didn't know that. And then the last thing worth mentioning about the place, aside from, again, that it was a legitimately cool spot, is that it's primarily vegetarian, which you would like. I do. Um, And all the pieces, there's some interesting ones. Like They had like the alchemy, which was gochulang, tomato sauce, vegan sausage, jalapenos, pickled carrots, garlic, ginger, onions, vegan, parmesan, cilantro, agave, sriracha, drizzle, and no cheese. No cheese. That's for you. Um, that's for me. But then they have other wacky names, like definitely horror movie theme, like the Angel of Death, the Black Horse, the Buffalo Bill, Death the Piggy, El Puerco Loco. I'm gonna guess you ate the Buffalo Bill. 
Um, Buffalo chicken. I'm actually, no. I went in this case. I went with what Mike would want. I was like, "So you pick the pizza, and I will eat the one that you choose, and it'll be good." Um, I can't remember the name of the one he picked as I scroll trying to see if I can spot it. If I text search the word pesto, though, I'm there. I see there it is. I think he ordered the pale horse. The pale horse. Okay, okay, not the pale horse. The, the margarita he ordered, which oh. was basically shredded buffalo mozzarella, yeah. basil, pesto, garlic, and Roma tomatoes. So kind of a classic margarita with, with pesto added. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I mean, you add pesto to a pizza, that's a win. But now that I'm reading this it's pale horse, win. that would have been interesting, but it had Italian sauce. It was ricotta, shredded mozzarella, roasted oh, peppers, calamata, calamata olives, which you know I love those. Oh, I love those too. But you can eat ricotta on a pizza, you can keep that. I don't want that. Oh, I forgot you don't like cheese, so I won't hate you for it. I don't like a lot of cheese, but ricotta especially. Come on. I mean, nanny cheese. Because ricotta, I think, when just put on pizza, it kind of like those like, weird cheese discs. Because it just kind of melts down into like a round formation, but it doesn't like spread out. It's weird, but it's delicious. Don't like it. Keep it. <laughs> Keep it. So, yeah, if you find yourself in Long Beach, California, by all means, check out The Fourth Horseman. Just be ready for some weird horror movies on the TV. And also, the funniest thing of all... The lobby had two arcade machines. On the left side of the lobby, there was a Street Fighter II cabinet. Classic. And on the right side, there was a Mortal Kombat cabinet. So my immediate thought was, oh, they're pitting the two 90s greats against each other in Mortal Kombat to the (laughs) death at Fourth Horseman. It was pretty funny. Did you play any of them? Uh, No, because, you know, I suck at those games. But the funny thing was they were pulling so much power from this event with all the music and stuff playing, that room kept shorting out. Oh, really? Oh, wow. (laughs) It was pretty hilarious. Wow, that that will do it. Oh, well, that sounds really good. Now now I want pizza. I know I just ate. Now I want pizza. You you should always want pizza. I got leftover pizza at home that I might eat for dinner when I get home. But then I got to get Pokemon at midnight. I was thinking about going tonight. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. For more information on the bonus round, you can go to rhythmandpixels.com. I got it this time. <laughs> uh, rhythmandpixels.com. We have links to our um, bonus round artists, band camps, and SoundClouds where you can go buy the music and support these amazing artists. Or just go to the Patreon. Just go to the Patreon. Give them a dollar. That's right. Give or Bandcamp Fridays. Or buy buy a t-shirt or, or on Bandcamp Friday. Or Gabagool. Gabagool. Thanks for joining us on episode 35-2 of Rhythm and Pixels. Traveling. 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 <laughs> Just like trying to trying to call out players for traveling. Or journey to the west. God, I'm not doing any more traveling this year. My sister's traveling out here, which is great. I'm looking forward to that. That should be nice. But, um, you haven't seen her in a bit, right, since the, since the wedding? Uh, no, we went last year. We went to visit her last year. I thought that was for the wedding. The year before that was the wedding. Oh, okay. That was that was COVID ruined yeah. their plans over and over and over again. We're just going to have an outdoor wedding with like 15 people, and that was it. But they said, you know what? Love prevails. We're going to do it anyway. And I went out, and I danced for at least three solid hours. That I remember. Christy uh, told me stories about it. I was like, like, Rob was just dancing. <laughs> There's a lot of videos of me dancing like wild, and they're, they're on the internet. you popping in a lane, which is good enough. No, I'm sure I did something funny at some point. <laughs> Someone's talking about me out there. But hey, they're coming out here. I'm, I'm really happy to, 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 to. We're gonna host them actually. We have a inflatable mattress that we borrowed from my aunt, and it's it's really fancy. It's actually got like 
it's set up like a like it's got legs. Apparently, she has it set up all the time because it's like one of the nicest like mattresses in the house. And it's, it's got inflatable. legs, so hopefully that means she'll know how to use it. She knows. Um, I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping it could fit in the room. To be fair, yeah. You missed. The- I got the joke for now. <laughs> I'm just so late. You're just quoting a commercial. <laughs> that's not a commercial. Oh, that's so funny because I immediately think of the legs, the legs, um, uh, pantyhose commercial. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I don't know where that came from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, I went. I went way in a different direction. That's there. a tangent. That's something else. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I think I'm done traveling for the year. Um, more traveling to happen next year in January. Robin Purnell will invade Magfest this time as official podcasters. They gave us a weird time slot, but who cares? It'll still be fun. Yeah, Sunday night, 7 p.m. or 7:40 p.m. Which is funny. Rob Come tells, out. Rob like, tells me the time. I'm like, I didn't know the convention still ran at that point. Yeah, it's going to be quiet except for us. So, well, there are the thing is, I do know for a fact there are people that stay throughout the entire because you know people travel, so yeah. they don't want to leave on Sunday night and then fly home. So they usually fly out on Monday, which means they'll still be there. So who knows? We'll see how this plays out. We'll see how it all plays out. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes with some of these conventions. Our first one's always at like the bad time slot, and then it slowly gets better. The only thing that killed me though is I know that deep down we got beat out on like a good Saturday evening time slot by like. How yeah. to cosplay and build a rubber sword with your best, you know, scrappy art utensils. Not even knocking it. Just so much as saying, like, darn, I wish we could do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's we're, we're niche. We're niche within a niche at, at a festival that's specifically geared towards music. No sour grapes. Just saying. Just saying. Just I'm saying. not yelling. I'm just saying. Just saying. I really wish that we had that construct a cosplay giant sword with. You know, we should pivot. We should just next year we'll pivot. Next year we'll pivot. We'll rhythm and rhythm and costumes. Yeah, rhythm and costumes. It's how to be a character <laughs> for the day. But all jokes aside, though, I'm looking forward to. No, it. It'll be, be a lot of fun. It'll be fun, and it's an excuse to get out there again. Here, here. And the, the downside now, I got to figure out. Are you going to go Saturday, Sunday? You're going to go Sunday. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out because I also know that uh, Joe Cam got a panel for SML. So I might be doing that too. And they got Saturday night. And if it happens to be Saturday, Christ on a cracker, because I'm not getting a hotel down there, and definitely not a freaking harbor. Well, so it's, it's not like, a long drive though. You can just go. It's for not a long day. drive, but I still have to figure. Oh, I'm not going. I would go for a day, yes. But if I got to be there Saturday and Sunday, then that's diff. Well, you go for a day, and then we carpool. That is, we could do that. Oh, that's true. Like drive back home and I ride with you the next day or something. Yeah, why not? I'll definitely consider that because that's definitely well, the last time. I think I drove back at like two in the morning, and I was. But well, that's what you do. That was, that's that was literally rough. what you do. That was rough potatoes for now. <laughs> I think the latest I've ever driven back from Magfest is four thirty in the morning. Yikes! The sun was coming yeah, up. You're when chasing. I was you're chasing in. the sunrise on that one. Oh yeah! Wow. I still dodged the tolls. <laughs> um, I should also say, now that's the end of the show. Coming up is our podcast anniversary. I have some proposed changes, even though we set up a schedule before we uh, started talking. Um, that we do a mixtape next week to prep for the anniversary show the following week. That's a, that makes sense. That kind of makes more sense. So then we can we can think about it over the holiday. Yeah. And then we come back and we can just do it. And I can start advertising it now. Ooh, too so, sure. How's that sound? I'm good for that because we got a lot of digging to and do. And I have a mixtape set up because I actually contacted Electric Boogaloo oh. to look for Gabber, to look for hard Did he actually tech find though. Gabber? He found a few. And I had a few, and together we have an episode. 
that guy can find anything. Yeah, I was like, man, this guy knows it. He knows it. That's why I reached out to him. I'm like, you know your stuff. He knows his stuff. He knows Gabber. He knows it. So um, also, we need to do some like like game live streamy stuff somehow. I don't know how we're gonna pull we'll it fit off, in. I think it'll be more. That'll probably be more of like a holiday December situation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I definitely want to do that. I do want to do that. Um, okay, so. Um, is there anything else I want to announce to anyone who's sat through an hour and a half of the show? I don't think so. Um, if you want to contact us, if you want to say hello to us, if you have a track suggestion, topic suggestion, recipe suggestion, song suggestion, housing suggestion. Riddles, puzzles, puzzles, salutations. Yeah. If you want to like tell me a story. Bedtime story. The best way to do it is through the email. Rhythm and pixels at hotmail.com. For a full track select full track listing and, and uh, access to all of the episodes, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, you can go to Rhythm and Pixels um, on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash rhythm and pixels. We have an eight bit and sixteen bit radio station playing all day long. All night long. I love the fact that every episode, like clockwork, at a certain time where you're just like, <laughs> yeah, it starts happening around 9.30, and now it's close to 10, and I'm like, forget it. <laughs> I got to stay up till at least one tonight. So You have to. Get my Pokemon at midnight, so I don't have to worry about doing it tomorrow and downloading oh. an update patch and whatever else. You start, you start the Pokemon now. That's right. Or yeah. just download the patch and go to bed. Get Either that way. Pokemon started. Um, also, um, if you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is to tell people about it, or you can um, share it on your community feed of Facebook or whatever. Or name your Pokemon Rhythm and Pixels, and also, then send it in a Pokemon tree. Also, holidays are coming up. You can get some cool merchandise from Rhythm and Pixels um, on our merch page, rhythmandpixels.com slash merch, M-E-R-C-H. It's a cool T-shirt, some cool hoodies. I actually have a new um, hoodie coming in the mail. I'm, I'm trying out a different style. Oh, because I got I got one. It's just it's a, it's a medium. I'm a medium, and it's still pretty bulky. So, if, it's just maybe the, you ordered a medium. Medium. I think it's it fits around the waist, and then it's real big up top. So I think that's the issue is that I'm just not big enough up top. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm trying something from Spreadshirt. See how they work. They out. sell protein bulk. They sell all sorts of asparagus. It's more of like a farmer's market online, but I it's a see. farmer's market you can wear. I see. But no, I actually, I would like the Teespring shop a lot better. Teespring's been much better um, design options. Anyway, you can go there. get Buy yourself a T-shirt. Buy your grandmother a T-shirt that says, you know, lobster racing on it, and they'll have no idea what they're talking about. No, they, they will. They will. They're in the know. Oh, they're, they know all about our show. They know. Yeah, they, they write to me. They let me know. They say, we want more shows about lobsters. Shiny. Um, you can also go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. You get access to uh, monthly live streams of us recording the show. It's always fun, fun live stream shows. You get cool stuff like stickers and mugs and T-shirts. And we also like to thank all of our mem- Patreon members who are at the highest levels <laughs> at the end of every show as I move the microphone around. We want to thank uh, Brooke. I thought that you had it sorted. I, oh, wow. You caught that before I caught that. That's nice. Oh, I want to thank Brooke, Frankly Zappa, and Khalid. All three of you are the tops. You are number one. The top Ex- Except for... Just the, don't use the top spin. Except for Patreon member number one. No, he's... He, number one is number two. He's kind of number four. That is true. Uh, I want to thank uh, Kristan, who's actually Game Fan 44. Awesome person. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure she's about to be on the Pokemon bandwagon this week, too. Yeah, she's a Pokemaniac, right? That's correct. What's she going to do? Going to uh, play them Pokemon. <laughs> Have fun. 
Um, we got to thank uh, Martyrus. Thank you very much, Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast, who was on our show a couple weeks ago and in Purnell's lap just last week. No, we were playing video <laughs> games. It was fun. It was a pleasure it. to meet you, buddy. Also, Mike Myers, right down the list. Mike Myers, thank you very much. Pleasure to hang out with you, buddy. Yeah. Congrats again. Congrats, Mike. Um, I want to thank Alf Person, uh, Fashion8060. Thank you very much for um, uh, raising your pledge. Thank you to Alex Messenger, a messenger, the messenger of AVGM Journey Podcast. Preemptive congratulations on getting that award from ERA. Oh, yeah. Top podcast. He's got the support of all 15 of us in the podcast community. (laughs) Thank you very much, uh, Alex. Thank you to Brad Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos, Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 Podcast. Thank you to Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The land-stalking wise guy. Uh, thank you to Christopher Shenstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davey Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Rigol, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff, Justin Schneider, host of XVGM Radio. Uh, thank you to Keith Shusterman. Thank you to Michael Bridgewater. Thank you very, very much. Thank you to Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium podcast. All the muck that's fit to rake. <laughs> thank you to uh, Reinhard Zelkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, Ed Wilson, host of the VG Embassy, and Zach Thornbach. Thank you to all of you and many, many more for your continued support of our little show that we do every week. We so, greatly appreciate it. We've been huge. flying on seven years almost. Yeah, seven years. Uh, our next episode, our next proper episode is going to be our anniversary show. Yes. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, oh, it, it it's going to be on the weekend. It's going to be a live show. It's going to be for all all listeners. And it's going to be, we'll, we'll, we'll promote it. You'll get it. It's going to be great. And then we're going to have some live gaming streams. So we're going to think of some fun multiplayer games to play versus games. Yes. Like classic versus games. Yes, or even... About Double saying, dribble. I was, I was about to Double say... Double no, dribble. No, nope. That is not fun. That's, That's the a, antithesis of fun. Well, at some point, we're going to play a sports game that I want to play. Make it a fun one. I'll make it uh, I'll make it a Blade to Steel. I at least like Blade to Steel. NBA Jam kind it is. Of <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> no. <laughs> Way to bring back trauma from when I lost the freaking uh, blockbuster game challenge no, because no. Any, of NBA Jam. Anything where there's like lots of like button mashing, I think is going to be fun. So, um, yeah, Pernell and I are going to have a, uh, a throwdown, a retro throwdown, um, probably um, early, early to mid September, <laughs> uh, before the before the main holidays in the, in the new year. So, thank you all of you for supporting the show. Thank you all of you to listening to the show. Um, my name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. See you next week. And remember, time passes, years go by, but friendships, if you work on them, can last throughout the time. Um, I have a number of friends I've held on to for, at this point, literal decades. Um, And I am very grateful for those friends in my life, Rob being of which one of them. And suffice to say, um, I know we're all getting go-go busy in this day and age, especially as we get older, but... um, you don't have to always be holding tabs with each other, constantly talking on a regular, though, if you can do that. That's freaking cool. But just know that just the occasional communique is all you really need Yeah. to kind of just keep people aware that, you know, you're still present. You're still here. We're still friends. Heck, I just met up with people I haven't somewhere I haven't spoken to in like seven years. Hmm. It's just, and it's like yesterday. So maintain those friendships. Don't let them go to waste because you just feel like time let it go. It's not worth it if you can maintain something that can last damn near forever. Mm. Good night.